With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Welcome to Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Thank you for joining us on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Now, here are your hosts, Tim Alcorn and Jim Jones. From the Cavaliers Radio Production Studios at Rocket Mortgage Fieldhouse in downtown Cleveland. Hi again, everybody, and welcome to Cavs HQ. Great to have you with us. And Jim Jones, we're going to have a fun show this week. The Cavs announced last week that the Charge Summer Tour will be beginning shortly here in Northeast Ohio. So we thought we'd bring in Charge Head Coach Dan Giroux. So we'll talk with Coach Giroux and uh, we'll share some thoughts on the passing of NBA legend and statesman Bob Lanier as your good friend Dave Bing will stop by and pay us a visit. Yeah, the Hall of Famer Dave Bing. He and Bob are tied at the hip those years they played together in Detroit. Some interesting commentary from him, but Dan is one of the special people in our whole Cavs organization, a young man who loves the game, highly intelligent. I would say his strongest feature is the ability to relate and understand players. And uh, I just think he's going to be one of the dynamic young coaches in our league, and he's getting a chance to coach. What, what do they call it? Moving six, six inches over? <laughs> it's the biggest six inches in basketball, as Joe Tate used to say. That's a big leap. So we look forward to hearing from Dan Jerome and again, Dave Bing. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We're coming back after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Garland picks it up ahead to Stevens. Powell with two hands. And the foul. Right corner, Goodwin. Three on the way. Bang! Up front, Windler. Wide open three. Dylan's got another one. Wade crumbling down the lane. Stumped it. Oh, oh, my. How Dean Wade just posterized Kemp Birch. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones, of course, That highlight package put together by the guys on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen. Great to have you with us. Now, if you were listening to that highlight package, uh, there was a common thread amongst all those highlights. Uh, All of the guys featured in those highlights at one point played for the Canton Charge and now the Cleveland Charge here in downtown Cleveland. And 
Last week, uh, the Cavs announced that the 2022 Summer Tour for the Cleveland Charge uh, will bring basketball and fun to over 20 stops at various locations in Northeast Ohio. So again, that's very, very cool. It's going to start up on May 17th. So we thought, well, who better than to have on Cavs HQ than the head coach of the Cleveland Charge, one Dan Giroux. Dan, great to have you with us. We appreciate you stopping by. Oh, thank you for having me. It's good, to, good to hear your voices again. It's been too long. Yeah, it has been a while. And uh, when you hear those highlights of guys that were in the G League that really went on to sparkle uh, at the NBA level and be key contributors to the Cavaliers, uh, boy, that's got to make you feel great and really, really develop or really understand what develops at the G League level. Yeah, I mean, I think that's what we set forth and set out to do when we coach in the G League. You know, I think it's a, they say it all the time, we say it all the time, it's the stars of tomorrow. They find their experiences and they find their confidence and their and their demeanor and their personalities in the G League. You know, I think that's that's been apparent and I think it's so exciting that we have the G League now in Cleveland because you you really will feel that and see that and I think in years to come you'll know you'll know who's coming into town on the G League team. Well, you know, I think it, it, it's a draw because a lot of people that sit in the stands, especially great basketball lovers, I remember that kid when he was on the G League. You know, exactly. it's, it's, it's pretty exactly. basic. But let's talk a little bit about defining what the G League is because it is a developmental institution, but it's mm-hmm. a developmental not only for players but for everyone else, right, Dan? Yeah, no, I think that's a, that's a, that's a great point. I think it goes into even like – training staff, strength and conditioning coaches, obviously the basketball coaching staff and the players. But I think it's just a, it's an unbelievable opportunity to find kind of like who you are, what your talent level is in Mm -hmm. all of our aspects. And I think that was one of the environments we tried to create when we, you know, left Canton and came to Cleveland is really like understanding where our talented individuals are on the court and off. And I think that's that's just paid dividends for us. And I really think it's it's a definition of a program. You're seeing more teams do it where the, the G League team comes into the market of the NBA team. And I think it's because of that. It's that true developmental piece. And I think JB and, and Kobe have done a great job of creating this this program where we're going to see, you know, different people doing different jobs within the the Cavaliers organization because we're so fortunate that it's now here in Cleveland. So I think that's a great point that you bring up. I was just going to say, Dan, how beneficial was that? And again, not taking anything away from Canton. They did a marvelous job uh, with the Canton charge for the years that the charge were in Canton. But uh, to now have the team literally a few blocks down the street and to have that interaction with the Cavaliers and to see Cavs players sitting in the stands at charge yeah. games. I mean, how beneficial was that? Yeah, you know, so it's interesting. It's interesting when we bring this up a lot to, to me because, you know, Canton was so – to me it was such a unique opportunity in, in the G League because we gave the Cavs, being the we, gave it so much support and kind of like their own – in Canton, their, their own opportunity, you know, and it was such, that's why I think you saw such great development trends with the players that were there, no matter where they went, whether it's scale up to the Cavaliers or other places or even European contracts, like in Canton, guys got a lot, a lot better over and over and over again. And I think the difference is now that it's in Cleveland, 
is the opportunities are different. So you have more more deals where Rajon Rondo can stick around after a Cavs shoot around when he's trying to rehab and hop into a, a charge practice. That can't happen when you're not in that NBA city. Dylan Windler finishes whatever it may be, a couple of practices in a row, realizes he needs to get a better rhythm. He's opting in to playing with the charge for as long as need be. I don't think you get that same mindset or same decision-making process when you're just outside that NBA market. So being here in Cleveland was such a – and that's what I was – I think as I've reflected upon the season, that's what I've been so happy about is I was able to kind of help that along and, and really experience that. And our staff was able to really experience, like, the planning process of, hey, yeah, Brandon Goodwin just finished and he's now – let's say – somebody's coming back and it's going to be healthy, Goodwin's minutes are going down, he's asking after a shoot-around, hey, when did the charge play? That's such a vast uh, opportunity for us to, to really, uh, you know, honestly get better at and continue to produce more opportunities for our players. And I just think that helped because we were in Cleveland. Yeah, when you talk about opportunities, you're really talking about exposure of play and everybody seeing you. And, you know, and, and I used to watch the games on the tube. I just thought it was yep. an exciting brand of basketball. But talk a little bit about Goodwin. I'm all over the place, but Goodwin and Dean Wade seem mm-hmm. to come to mind. Talk a little bit about those two young guys. Yeah, so I'll probably start with Dean there. I think Dean, Dean's openness to just giving himself to our organization, being a fountain every day with whatever it may be, was the biggest thing of why he was successful with the charge. And when he was successful with the charge – that made him really stand out to the point that when we started bringing him back up with the Cavaliers, he was getting opportunities at the end of that, at the end of that season to kind of make his mark and put in our minds, you know, Hey, Dean's got an opportunity to to really help us in training camp going into next preseason and next season. And then he doubles down, sticks around in the summertime and he's here almost every day now you see what ends up happening with this past season with the Cavaliers, and I think it was really just that personality of just the giving, being the fountain every day. I think there was one point, I'm being serious, I don't think he slept in his own bed for three weeks. <laughs> I think he was like on a Cavs road trip, met the charge for a road trip, and then met back up with the Cavs. And I remember one of the charge reports was like, I think he's tired. <laughs> so that's that openness, man. And I think I felt it so much with Brandon this year, you know, being the head coach, you know, you're going through. And, and I remember I was telling you guys that, that they always tell me that, that that seat over was going to be something. And boy, it was something. <laughs> so a lot of, I told JB a lot of a lot of my suggestions as an assistant back in the day are going to they're going to be different. <laughs> they're going to be different when I, when I come back as an assistant. But I think like Brandon's openness it was very similar. You know, and I'm, I'm being and a, and a, a real story. You know, what I mean Rondo's healthy, so he's going to he's going to get his minutes as the backup point guard. And Brandon, after a practice, literally reached out to Brendan Yu, our GM. And to me and said, hey, I know you guys play tonight. What's the deal? You know, and I, and then I was like, yeah, we have walkthrough at 3.30. Come to walkthrough. And, you know, he played that night. And just that openness, that fountain mentality is so crucial and critical. And, and being in Cleveland gives us more opportunities 
to, to really one, find those fountains and then like believe in them. You know what I mean? And then put them because Brandon and Dean gave such great impacts for the Cavs this year. And, and it's because there's a lot more belief behind them because of who they are as people, those personalities, those that openness. Well, that's great insights. Great stuff. Dan Giro, the head coach of the Cleveland Charge, joining us here on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway. We'll have more with Coach Giro following this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway all along the Cavaliers radio network. Great to have you with us. And again, we're thrilled to be joined by Cleveland Charge head coach Dan Giroux, who also assists on the Cavaliers side of things. And Dan joins us this week as the 2022 Charge Summer Tour debuts on May 17th. Fans who catch the charge out on their 2022 summer tour can take part in interactive elements, including games, giveaways, contests, a lot of great stuff. So, again, the Charge Summer Tour debuts May 17th, and we're thrilled to have Coach Jiro with us. Jip? Dan, talk a little bit about that summer tour. You know, what what does that do for you, and uh, what's the point of it? I love it. I mean, I just wish I could have thought of it. What a, what a great concept. <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I think it's, it's, it's continuing our opportunities and our, and our connection with Northeast Ohio. You know, I think as we made this move, I think there's a community feel to the G League that, that we were, you know, I think not that we missed out on it last summer, but now that we have our feet firmly in Cleveland, we have really cool connectivity pieces to go to these communities and explain, honestly, at, at times, Jim, it, it, it explain what it is that we do. <laughs> Um, and I think understand that people now feel us here in the community. They know, they'll know exactly where Cleveland state is. They know what Wolstein center is. And then to interact with our fans over and over and over again, and having these experiences, I think they, you know, our mascot Posse comes out and we'll have a bunch of giveaways and and a bunch of things to kind of improve our family experiences and then make people understand how great, Wolstein Center is for those family experiences during those winter nights, you know, and I think that's, that's something we, we joke once, once Cleveland started to find out that we were here, <laughs> our attendance really started to go up. And I think that's something that this uh, summer tour is going to be so engaging and it's so fun. We, we work with so many special humans in, 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 you know, that I've been able to cross paths with that really, really give to the charge and to the organization, and you'll be able to feel that with these experiences on our summer tour. And, Dan, if you could, talk about the G League as a whole because it really is impactful on the NBA, just not the Cavaliers, but league-wide. You see these guys that have played at the G League level and developed their skills. I know Scott Zarilla talks about this all the time, as he should, but uh, this truly is a, a tremendous asset to the NBA. Yeah, so I mean, I think the the first piece of this is that the talent is just developing. In a normal season, you're playing 50 games. You know, a lot of us played 47 to 50 this year with some of our pauses. But you really are getting game reps in NBA rules scenario. You know, the games the games can be different sometimes because of the personnel, and that's even NBA games. I mean, you see it in the playoffs; the games are different than the regular season games. But the idea is like these talented young guys that just need reps. They don't need workouts. They need to play games. And that is where I think it's huge, huge for us. You know, the two-way contract players, and then obviously the G League players that are so ready for their call-ups and 
that's what we were fortunate. We had a lot of individuals that were ready for call-ups this year, and we did it. You know what I mean? I think we ended up having six or seven call-ups for five different players, you know, multiple teams for a couple guys. And that was just so ready. And then the second piece of it, we joked this year, and specifically this year, when, when COVID and the pandemic kind of reared its head again and we had to deal with that, we joked and we liked that our, our, our GM, Brendan Yu, always says, in, in some respect, the G League helped save the NBA season. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? With all the call-ups and the, and, the, and the guys that were just so ready to play, kept the brand of basketball at a high level. And that's, that's what I keep saying. And, you know, Jim, I talk to you about this a lot. Like, the margin is so thin from players, whatever it is, 12, mm-hmm. 13 to 18, 19. It's mostly situational. And that is where these guys, they're so hungry, and it's such a great brand of basketball because they're putting forth that effort, that competition level. Because they know, too, this margin is so thin. I just need my opportunity. I just need the right situation. And I, I think we saw that a lot, and I think you're going to see it continue because it just keeps increasing. The number of call-ups keep increasing. The number of guys that now help NBA teams shoot. Some guys are starters. Chris Middleton is a all, multi-time all-star. He played in the G League for years. Like, it's, it's there, you know what I mean? And, it, and it's tangible now, and I think we're starting to – not even starting. We're, we're there. We're continuing to see the increase of call-ups, and you're going to continue to hear – you know, I, I joke people all the time, too – Go follow the G League on Instagram, Twitter, whatever it is. Every night they say, oh, yeah, former G League player. It's like one of the stars of the NBA. Right. (laughs) And and, and he's got 25 and whatever, eight eight rebounds. And it's like, oh, wow, Mm -hmm. that's amazing. And I think that's the the key that we're we're in right now. And I think that's why you see our brand of basketball is so competitive because guys are so close. And that was like such a – a great piece for, for me to deal with this year because, like, the essence of the game, you're just trying to help them get over that line to have their situation change. Great stuff. Well, Dan, again, we can't thank you enough for joining us here on Cavs HQ this week. Uh, wanted to chat with you and, again, plug the summer tour coming up. It starts sure. May 17th. So hope you enjoyed your time in that seat that's six inches over. <laughs> it, it was enjoyable i'm still smiling i'm still smiling <laughs> there we go well hey enjoy the rest of the summer uh training camp and everything else will be here before we know it but we really appreciate the time and your insights coach thank you dad uh, uh, great no thank you guys great to hear from you guys enjoy your summer and yes i mean if anybody you know if anybody needs more summer summer tour information you can go to our uh our charge Instagram or our, our charge Twitter, you know, just Cleveland charge. And there's plenty of opportunities for it. And we're, and we're hopeful to have a, a great impact in the community this summer. And um, you guys enjoy your time off because you're, you're damn right. It's coming. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Dan Giroux, the head coach of the Cleveland charge joining us here on Cavs HQ presented by Betway. Great stuff from Dan. He's one of the most gregarious guys on the Cavs staff. Love him. We'll take a quick time out. More to come on Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers radio network. On May 12th, in partnership with Goodyear, the Cavs hosted the grand opening event for Cleveland Metropolitan School District's Orchard STEM School Innovation Lab. The brand new Innovation Lab was designed as a collaborative space for students to create different forms of media to represent their learning. 
Orchard students can work with green screen and drop-down backgrounds, experiment with lighting for video production, and use a sound booth for their videos, podcasts, and audiobooks. Cavs in the Community is brought to you by Discount Drug Mart. We'll be back with more Cavs HQ presented by Betway after this on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Lanier likes to fake to the right and go to the left with the dribble drive. There he goes. Just what we call for you. A hook shot of eight is good. Oh, that's a mighty tough shot. Bob Lanier. Lanier is back in the game. Really going at it underneath against Gilmore. Now it goes inside to Lanier. Watch the duel. Oh, what a great shooter for a big man. Lanier making his move. Fouled in the act of shooting the basket pass. That's the man they've got to go to. Welcome back. Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Boy, you hear those highlights from the great Bob Lanier, who sadly passed away last week. Uh, what a remarkable player and a statesman for the NBA he was. And so gracious enough to take some time out of his very busy schedule. One of the NBA's all-time greats, a member of the 75th anniversary team. And, of course, uh, his resume speaks for itself. Rookie of the year, seven-time All-Star, was a scoring champ one Dave Bing. Dave, we are just honored to have you on the show today. We appreciate you taking the time. Well, it's uh, it's my pleasure to really talk about uh, a great teammate and, more importantly, a great friend. So uh, I'm going to miss Bob uh, because we were roommates. We were very, very close. Our families were close. And it's just uh, it's going to left up. It's leaving a hole in your heart because it's because of those relationships. Dave, could you give us one story that exemplifies what kind of person Big Bob was? Bob was uh, one of those guys. He was a big guy, and he he liked to fool people. And (laughs) he made people think he was a big, strong, mean guy. But behind all of that facade was one of the easiest going, nicest persons uh, you wanted to meet. He loved kids, and he would uh, go to benefits where they were kids and because he was this big mammoth guy he looked at a kid and act like uh, he was going to take him on uh, but then after after a moment or two he warmed up and the kids knew that he was joking and uh, and then they developed you know just relationships but he was a jokester uh, but 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 a really really good person and of course Dave you were the point guard Bob was the big guy. So there obviously was that symmetry between the two of you out on the floor. Just talk about that chemistry that the two of you had. You know, a lot of people thought, uh, you know, I was the leading scorer for four or five years when Bob came in as a rookie. I think a lot of people thought, uh-uh, are these guys going to get along? Are they going to be able to play together? Are egos going to get in the way? And none of it happened because I was – I was happy to get somebody with his kind of talent that would make us a better team. And that did happen. We played well together. Um, I knew that he was going to be a great player. And so I took the back seat and became a real point guard as opposed to a guy that scored a lot of points. But, you know, I still averaged over 20 points. Bob, in his second year, averaged 25 points. And then for the next five years, he was the leading scorer. So it made my job a little easier to find somebody on my team who could score points, and I didn't have to try to do everything on my shoulders. And we always got along. There was never ego problems. There was never a problem between who's the top guy, et cetera, et cetera. So, so it was a good five years that we played together. Yeah. You know, uh, Dave, I would be remiss 
and I know it's difficult for you to talk about Big Bob, but I've got to just give our fans some of your background. Uh, you're a Hall of Famer. You've been the mayor of a, of a major city, Detroit. You're one of the outstanding businessmen mm -hmm. that has mentored myself and the great Campy Russell and many more guys. Uh, you're a high school All-American, college All-American, All-Pro. Dave, you're everything that a mother could wish for. <laughs> <laughs> but talk a little bit about the transition from being a great basketball player to an even greater businessman. Well, you know, I think it all started uh, in Washington, D.C. My dad was a, a small business person, a uh, contractor, and I saw the things that he had to do without a formal education. And I, I, he was my idol, and uh, I wanted to follow in his footsteps, and I wanted to one day own my business and run my business. And that happened uh, after my retirement in 1978. I spent two years around trying to find out what it was I needed to do to be a successful business person. And after two years of training, um, I decided that it's time for me to try to run, start my own business and run my own business. So in 1980, I started with four people. And by the time we finished 28 years later, um, I had grown to like a from a two million dollar company to a three hundred million dollar company from four employees to about thirteen hundred wow. as an automotive wow. supplier, and it really you know went well. Um, you know, the two thousand eight, uh, the industry was in trouble, and um, the con the automotive leaders, uh, you know, Ford, uh, Chrysler, and GM were going wanted me to go to Mexico, wanted me to go to China. And I didn't have the wherewithal to do that after 28 years into business. I said, I, I can't afford to go to those places. So it was time for me to kind of shut down, if you will. My daughters ran the company for a couple of years, and uh, then we sold the company. And by that time, I was ready to enjoy life until somebody asked me what I run for mayor. Hmm. And that's something that really wanted to do, but I did it because I love the city and we needed a change in leadership in the city. And so I ran and I won four and a half years as the mayor of the city of Detroit. And we took some hard things that we had to do. We did it. Um, you know, you wasn't as popular as you thought you were because you made but it was necessary. We did it, and now the city is uh, on the right foot, and we're moving forward and in a good place. Well, that's great stuff. Again, we're joined by Dave Bing, uh, NBA legend, as Jim just said, Hall of Famer, 75th anniversary team. And uh, Dave, before I follow up on that, I've got a little piece of Cavs trivia that I think the two of you uh, might enjoy. Now, Jim Jones, do you know who holds the Cavs' single-game record for rebounds against the Detroit Pistons. Well, I'm just assuming it's Jim Jones. It's Jim Jones. <laughs> it's got to be me. I now, didn't have now, many of those nights, Dave, so well, that was a pretty easy one, too. Now, now here's the, <laughs> but here's the fun part. April 9th, 77, back in 77, yes, Jim, you pulled down 21 rebounds against the Pistons that night. Now, the Cavs lost, but Big Bob that night, 
He had 30 and 11, Jim, so he did. <laughs> oh, no. Listen, me and Bob, you know, the unique thing about Bob, and Dave will tell you, is that he is such a nice guy. And uh, he and I used to talk throughout the game. He said, you know what? I got lucky on that last one. So he goes down the floor again. I'm beating him up. You know, he's outweighing me by 30 pounds. He's way more skilled than I could ever think of being. And he shoots a little jumper in my face. He said, okay, now the last one was luck. But this one, I made it on purpose. And we both fell out laughing. <laughs> but, but Dave, I just want to tell you how I'm so proud to just to know you. Because every time I'm in your company, uh, all the great things that I've listened to from Campy Russell about how you mentored him and so many other young NBA players and kids outside of basketball. You are a unique treasure, you know, for all of us. And uh, I, I respect you very highly, and uh, I'm just glad that I can say you're my friend. Thank you so much. Oh, that's awesome. Well, I, I, I thank you, uh, Jim, for uh, for those comments. And I I just want you to know how appreciative I am, and I was, to have known you guys on your team. I mean, I'm still very close to Austin Carr. Mm-hmm. We're both D.C. guys, the same neighborhood, and I know Austin has done a nice job with the uh, with the Cavaliers. And needless to say, Campy was almost like a son to me. Yeah. And uh, they're very close. And that's the thing about the era that we played in. Even though we were competitors when we played against each other, off the court, all of us were good friends and still remain good friends. So we had a lot of good people in the era that we played. And so looking back and having those memories, uh, some of them wasn't pleasant like we had to play against you. But it was good. It was good. So I'm so happy to see you guys stay involved in the game, still with the franchise, and, uh, and got a good got a good nucleus and a good young team so you guys are going to be around doing good things for a long time dave final question for you uh boy you've excelled at everything sports basketball business politics what was the biggest challenge of those three without a doubt it was politics because it's something that i i wasn't prepared for and i took it i took on that challenge it probably one of the worst times in Detroit's history because we were a bankrupt city and had to go to, through bankruptcy to really try to bring the city back. And, uh, you know, you're, you're a popular guy in the city when you're not in politics. As soon as you get into <laughs> politics, you go, you got 40-plus people, 40% of people going against you saying, what, what the hell are you doing? You don't know what you're doing, right. blah, blah, blah. So politics was the hardest thing, but... Uh, People ask me, if you had the chance to do it again, would you? And I say yes, because our city needed different leadership at that time. Mm -hmm. And I think we provided that. And once again, our city, it's on its way back. There you go. Different sport, but it's like the backup quarterback in football. Everybody loves him (laughs) until they put him in the game. (laughs) (laughs) That's that's really true. Well, Dave, we cannot thank you enough. Uh, Boy, Jim Jones has had some great guests come join us out of his black book, but uh, this was a real treat. So thank you very, very much. We appreciate your sentiments on the late, great Bob Lanier and stories stories that you shared as far as basketball and, as we just said, business and politics. We truly appreciate it. Thank you, Well, thank you so very much. My pleasure, Jim. Have a good summer, and I hope we run into each other pretty soon.
There we go. Thank you very much. Dave Bing, one of the all-time greats in the NBA, and as Jim alluded to, not only basketball, but business and politics as well. What a treat to have him join us. Stay with us. More to come on Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Garland changing hands on the dribble. Garland with a crossover. Right side jumper. Swear! Oh, that was gorgeous by Darius Garland. He's got it, Tim. Garland comes down to the baseline. Finger rolled it up. Rolled it in. What court awareness on the offensive side. All he needs is a little crack. Doesn't even need a window. Garland to the free throw line. Garland spins down the lane and laid it in. Oh, an exquisite all-star move from Darius Garland. Welcome back, Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. Tim Elkhorn along with Jim Jones. And, again, a terrific highlight package put together by the dynamic duo on the other side of the window, Kurt McLaughlin and Marty Allen. And, of course, that highlight package of Cavalier all-star guard Darius Garland. And, boy, if you follow Cavs on social media, uh, and certainly it was not just Cavs social media, but throughout social media, Darius Garland did a rather in-depth interview with GQ Sports that came out recently and talked about his love of Cleveland and his passion for this city and the community and for this organization. And, Jim, uh, it opened a lot of eyes, and certainly uh, Darius Garland really showed a, a love for this team and the city that he plays in. Yeah, well, you know, he got his start here, pretty obvious. But the thing I've always liked about Garland is his humility. And the way that he approaches the game, you can see it on his face. He's smiling no matter what the situation. He's determined to get it done. And what we found out about this young kid through the course of the season is that he can take his game to different levels. And uh, that's that to me is the, what we watched this last season is a blossoming of a superstar. And I think it's pretty obvious that he's going to get there. So I'm not telling you guys anything that you don't already know or have have not seen. But Darius Garland is a very, very, very special player. Oh, there's no doubt about that. Uh, I was on a Cavalier affiliate station last week doing an interview, and I said the sky's the limit. And then I said, well, hold on. The atmosphere's <laughs> the limit because it goes well beyond the sky. I mean, the ceiling for Darius Garland is just off the charts. It really is. I want to read a quote from the article uh, that he did with GQ Sports. It says, I love the city of Cleveland. I love the people, the organization. It's so cool just being there. And then the interviewer says, I've never heard anyone say they love Cleveland. And DG answers, it's got a lot of great food spots. The summers are crazy. Get on a boat and go to the lake. It's huge on culture. It's a big melting pot. Everyone gets along with everyone. A lot of people say it's gloomy here all the time, but it's gloomy in New York, too. <laughs> I mean, the Chamber of Commerce in Cleveland ought to hire DG as a spokesman. I mean, but that just shows <laughs> his passion for the city, Jim. Yeah, it does, Tim. And uh, we found out a long time ago that we have just as much, just as many sunny days as San Diego. <laughs> but but so, uh, so putting it in perspective, but the thing th- about this kid Uh, that's so beautiful the timing for the franchise is right we have new young leadership at the top in the administration we've got a reasonably young coach he's got young assistants and then we have this very very young basketball team 
when we got into the play-in, we were the youngest team to make to, to make the playoffs. You know, the play-in was part of it. Right. And we were the youngest team, Tim. A tremendous amount of opportunities, a tremendous amount of uh, first-hand experience that is only going to work for us in the future. Again, it's Cavs HQ presented by Betway, Tim Elkhorn, along with Jim Jones. And, Jim, you just referenced the front office. And, of course, uh, earlier this week it was announced that Kobe Altman finished second as far as executive of the year is concerned in the NBA. But one of the things that Kobe talked about during his uh, postseason press conference with the media was the season that young Darius Garland put together for the Cavs. Darius Garland goes out there and has career highs across the board. He starts to captivate a city. Um, he puts himself on the map in terms of being an all-star. Um, you know, his creativity, his imagination. We're, we're emerging, right, as, as a franchise and as personnel. And Darius Garland, Jim, really has become the face of this franchise. Would you agree? Oh, no question about it. His demeanor, his uh, willingness to accept leadership, and uh, and uh, the thing that the Cavaliers have done is is this, Tim. They had a decision, uh, and all the, all teams have to make this decision: either to buy uh, a championship team or buy a team that's exceptional, bringing in a lot of free agents, you know, for big dollars, or develop. And what this team has done has been so unique because the fundamentals of the Cavaliers starts way upstairs above Kobe and those guys. It's the patience of Dan Gilbert to give this uh, idea of how to build a team a chance and not necessarily quick fixes of buying expensive players. But what they've done is they've developed from the inside. Of course, there's been some transactions along the way, but most of those transactions have been for young players. That's the difference. Kobe, don't worry about it. Next year, after this team performs, you will be the executive of the year. <laughs> yeah, they have built it organically. I want to read you one more quote from the article sure. that DG did uh, with GQ Sports. He was asked about head coach J.B. Bickerstaff and what's the one thing that J.B. has really drilled into him. And he said, leadership going into my second year, J.B. told me, you have the keys. This is your team. You just have to drive the car. And here's J.B. Bickerstaff talking about the leadership of Darius Garland. It's a unique personality trait, to be honest with you. You know, I don't know if there's a, a, a rhyme or a reason, but I just believe that some people have that personality and that charisma um, that people want to follow. And I think, you know, he's one of those people. He's a natural leader, Jim. Yeah, he is. By example, and uh, his ability to communicate also uh, to be a leader, you have to respect your teammates. And if you want them to respect you, many times you have to respect them first. And so that's what he does. I mean, I just, I just love the kid. I just think the way he acts, the respect he gives me. In fact, you know, he invited me to his all-star party. And uh, I said, uh, who's going to be? Oh, Mr. Jones, they're going to be rappers and whatever. And we're going to be dancing, drinking, having a good time, eating good food. I said, uh, will there be a nurse's station or a doctor's station? I said, because as ugly as I am, nobody's going to give me mouth-to-mouth if I fall out from dancing. And he fell out laughing. <laughs> now, Jim, we've heard the legendary Boogaloo stories when you were a younger guy. Come on, now. <laughs> Don't tell yourself short. <laughs> cautious, cautious, Tim. <laughs> there we go. Well, again, uh, look for that article, read it, because DG 
does a great job in this interview with GQ Sports. We read you a couple of quotes there, but talking about this team and the sky's the limit as far as the potential of this basketball team and his love for the city of Cleveland. It's just a great article, DG, talking to the folks from GQ Sports. So uh, glad we could share some of that with you here on Cavs HQ. We're going to take a final timeout. When we come back, we'll put the finishing touches on this week's edition. So stay with us. Cavs HQ, presented by Betway on the Cavaliers Radio Network. going to do it for this week's edition of Cavs HQ presented by Betway on the Cavaliers radio network. That was a fun show. Cleveland charge head coach Dan Giroux stopped by to pay us a visit. We appreciate that. And again, the 2022 Cleveland charge summer tour will debut on May 17th. So be on the lookout for that and Hey, get out to one of those summer tour stops. That'll be a lot of fun. So thanks to Dan Giroux. Of course, thanks to Dave Bing. Boy, what a guest in that legends chair NBA Hall of Famer, outstanding businessman, former mayor of Detroit. He has done it all in a remarkable life. So, again, thanks to Dave Bing as he also shared some great memories of Bob Lanier. Of course, a great big thank you to the two guys on the other side of the window, the dynamic duo of Marty Allen and Kurt McLaughlin. Jim Jones, a great big thank you to you. And the biggest thanks goes to you, the listeners. Hope you enjoyed it. We'll be back next week for another edition of Cavs HQ. Presented by Betway on the Cleveland Cavaliers Radio Network. Until then, so long, everybody.